0: This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club, located right on the outskirts of Lamont and Palos Park, right there on the border. Cog Hill Golf and Country Club features four championship golf courses, including the world-famous Dubs Dread Golf Course, which you all know because Tiger, I believe, still has the course record there of 62. They've also made incredible upgrades to their driving range, making it one of the best practice areas in the Chicagoland area, complete with Top Tracer. They even got a food truck out there, for crying out loud. Go out the Cocktail Golf and Country Club today to learn a little bit more. We're also brought to you by our friends over at WorldwideGolfShops.com. You guys hear me talk about them every single week. You can go out to WorldwideGolfShops.com today to get everything you could possibly need for the golf course, including accessories, equipment, training aids, apparel, everything you could possibly need. Once again, it's WorldwideGolfShops.com. Last but not least, our friends over at Cleveland, Strixon, Zegzio, and Asics have been partners of the Golf and Filtered podcast for a few years now. You know I play their equipment throughout my bag, love everything about it, and uh, it's always great when you're playing a little bit better too, which I have been, thankfully, finally, uh, following a quick lesson as well as having some of the best equipment in the game in my bag. So go out to Strixon, Cleveland, a Asics to learn a little bit more about all their great stuff. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in-depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission, to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. And now, the owner and host of the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, Adam Fonseca. Welcome back, everyone, to the show. This is the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. I'm Adam from golfunfiltered.com. You can follow me all over social media at golfunfiltered.com. Send me an email, adam at com. You also know that I am part of the Second City Golf Collective that I do along with my buddies Bill Bush over at drivingrangeheroes.com and Chris McEwen, he of McEwen Media. He is the host of the Golf Origin Stories podcast as well as the co-host of That Range Life, a show sometimes about golf on Chris's YouTube channel, which he co-hosts with Bill. So it's a great show. Uh, They've had some pretty funny moments recently, and uh, I hope Bill figures out how to use a camera uh, soon. I shouldn't make fun of them too much because I've definitely ran into some issues. Uh, such an amateur when it comes to that type of stuff. If you haven't checked it out already, uh, if you haven't heard, I uh, re-released my book, The Bag Room. It is a uh, detail, very short read. Uh, I think it's actually under 200 pages. Um, a, a short read and detailing my stories uh, that I experienced working in a bag room at a private country club growing up. Uh, the now defunct Joliet Country Club in the book, I call it, Elverton Country Club. And so if you're a fan of golf, if you're a fan of stories about growing up and just, you know, a bunch of guys acting like idiots, then uh, go out to Amazon.com, look up The Bag Room. You can uh, grab it on paperback or digital today. I'd appreciate it. So it's been a while since we just had the chance, just you and me, to sit down and talk through a few things going on in the golf world. I am recording this on Sunday. The uh, Actually, I guess it would be... I don't know how time zones work over in Tokyo or in here and all that, but uh, Xander Schauffele won the gold medal in Olympic golf for the United States. I didn't watch a single stroke that he made (laughs) in the final round. I'm just going to be honest with you guys. I mean, it's on it. I think it finished at like four in the morning, our time here in Chicagoland. I'm just, you know, I'm sleeping. I wasn't going to sit up all night and watch it. I know that there were plenty of people who did. Um, and that's kind of like the, the bummer, I guess, of the Olympics uh, this time through. Yes, we have the primetime coverage with all the other sports that we love to watch, you know, swimming, gymnastics, all sorts of fun stuff. And I and I had the chance to watch some golf. But um, I got to be honest, the uh, the format, I know that's gotten a lot of flack on social media lately, but the format wasn't the most exciting thing in the world. It was basically just a abbreviated golf tournament, small field event. I think there were 60 players. Uh, four of whom were from the United States. And then, of course, there was a flurry of other big names that we all know if we watch golf. And, yeah, I mean, there wasn't really anything that was drawing me in. And I was glad to see that, uh, you know, Xander brought it home for the USA. That's awesome. Rory Sabatini, another name that a lot of people were talking about on social media, uh, took silver following an incredible round, from what I can tell, a 61 to uh, just move up the leaderboard like crazy into the second place finish. And then C.T. Pan uh, brings home the bronze after a seven-man playoff that included the likes of Rory McIlroy, Hideki Matsuyama, uh, Paul Casey, um, Colin Morikawa. I mean, there were just so many big names in this, and I could only imagine the, the sight of having 14 people, you know, including the caddies, walking on the same golf hole. It, it, I just, you know, maybe I should have stayed up for that, but... Um, you know, Olympic golf as a whole—it's a—it's a fun thing to uh, to include. I—I don't even know uh, how else to describe it. Including the Olympics, I meant. Um, the format itself is just a little wonky. Uh, let's just call it what it is. You know, I'm not going to go down the path of saying like, "Oh my God, this is the worst thing ever." But um, a stroke play tournament. It just it didn't it didn't feel like the most exciting thing in the world now I don't know how you fix it I don't know if, know if it even needs to be fixed it's something that comes around once every four years I mean do you make it a team event do you make it uh you know alternate shot do you make it a match play do you make it a bracket I don't know there's a hundred different ways that you can go about it end of the day though it was uh from the limited amount of golf that I watched it was uh it was mildly entertaining at best um, the course didn't seem to be that impressive to, I, I don't know, I mean these guys on the final day, I believe it was a low day for so many players uh, CT Pan for example he who brought home the, uh, the bronze I believe he opened the tournament with a 74 and then he went like 66, 66, 63 so uh, clearly this was one of the easier quote unquote uh, layouts for these top notch players Obviously, heading into the Olympics, there was a lot of stories about people who weren't going. Um, of course, we had two players, top-notch players, Bryson DeChambeau as well as John Rahm, forced to withdraw due to testing positive for COVID. You know that little thing that isn't going away anytime soon, no matter what people say. Um, and that was that kind of overtook the headlines. Of course, there was uh, the whole question around uh, whether or not Rory McElroy would participate. And he ended up doing so uh, for Ireland. And, you know, that's a that's a guy that I do not envy his situation in that regard. You know, uh, you can certainly, you know, Google Rory McElroy and all the comments that he made regarding, you know, which uh, nationality or which country he ends up playing for. Um, and him saying, you know what, I just don't want this to be a thing from a political standpoint and uh regardless it was nice to see him out there it was a little odd to not see him wearing a hat i know that was something that a lot of people pointed out on social of course we are reminded of his showdown with patrick reed at a recent Ryder cup where rory went hatless there as well uh, the comments that rory made after the fact saying that yeah i just i have a small head all his hats have to be custom made wow oh, i did not even know that was an option but, uh, yeah, it was fun to watch him play well. And, you know, he he gave it a shot. I believe he, like I mentioned, he was in the seven-man playoff for the bronze. He made quite the run, I believe, in round two, if I remember right, going off of memory here. And um, it would have been just the, in my opinion, perfect story for Rory. Uh, McElroy, that is. Uh, not Rory Sabatini, even though that's an entirely different animal itself, but I digress. Uh, it would have been a perfect story for McElroy because... He's just, you know, for everything that we give that guy, all the flack that we give him for not finishing at majors, for not playing as well as he possibly could in majors, you know, he's kind of lost that luster a little bit as being a big time major contender, but to then go out and perhaps medal, let alone maybe even win the gold medal, that would have been, that would have been something. He was definitely my pick going in. I thought it was going to be a little bit of a, I don't even know, just a, just a surprise for everyone. I think everyone would have loved. I think that would have been the the feel-good story of the uh, men's Olympic golf to see Rory McIlroy, you know, unsure if he even wanted to go, a man torn between two nations, and goes out and wins the whole thing. But, alas, that was not to be, but I think we got a pretty good backup, and that is with Xander Schauffele winning the gold medal. Obviously meaning a lot to him. And he was quoted as saying, you know, this is just, you, you arrive over there and you're realizing that you're playing for something much bigger and you're part of something that is truly special. And there were a lot of uh, stories and a lot of profiles about him and his father. And, you know, all the challenges that his father has gone through as a result of an accident being hit by a drunk driver, losing sight in one of his eyes. It's uh, kind of a just a crazy story. Unfortunate as well. But it's nice to see that he's doing well. And, you know, a, a great a great end to their week, to say the least. So um, for the players that went over, uh, I believe it was probably one of the best experiences for them. They've all kind of said the same thing uh, in that regard. Uh, the apparel, <laughs> the, the different uniforms for each of the nations competing, there were some highs and some lows. I mean, USA was pretty cut and dry. I mean, you're going to get the red, white, and blue. You're going to get some not-too-flashy, you know, muted, minimalistic, which I'm not, you know, I'm not mad at. I thought they looked fine. Um, Italy, I think Kyle Porter uh, from CBS mentioned that it, they looked like they were wearing an all-star uniform, but they looked pretty sharp. Uh, Mexico looked fantastic, I got to say. I might be a little biased since half my family is, uh, is Mexican, but um, their hats were outstanding. I said as much on social media at Golf Unfiltered, and I got to get my hands on one of those things. So if you're listening to this and you know where I can get one. I mean I've I've actually looked and maybe I haven't looked good enough. But uh yeah, I need to get I need to grab me one of those uh Mexico hats. Those are pretty sweet. Now to go back to uh and I'm not gonna harp on this too much because you know, we're gonna talk about COVID just for a really brief a uh, few minutes here. Um obviously, as I mentioned earlier, two big names, Bryson and John Rahm, ha- uh, being forced to pull out because of uh testing positive. I mean, it's something that uh, again the worlds collide in terms of real life quote unquote and golf uh in this case it's healthcare once again and you all know if you've listened to me for any amount of time that i work in healthcare during the day this golf thing that i do uh, while i love it it is not my primary thing and um you know i have worked in healthcare for most of my career Uh, and so this is something that hits home because it's something that i do every single day and i just so happen to do data Um, you know, part of my job at least is to do data or to look at data. How do you do data? (laughs) Can we, can we copyright that? Um, anyway, I look at data and I analyze data related to, uh, what's going on in the world. And in this case, COVID. So I'm not going to sit here and I'm not going to, you know, uh, plead for all of you to go get vaccinated. Obviously I think you should. I've not been quiet about that on social media. I know there are some of you, um, Who are rolling your eyes uh, at me even saying that. I I don't understand that. I really don't. Um, But at any rate, this is going to be a story for the remainder of the golf year, and we're not going to be able to look away from it. As cases continue to to rise uh, throughout at least the nation, and certainly globally as well, as the Delta variant just kind of showed up and said, hey, I'm here now, folks. I'm coming for you. And it is. And unfortunately, there are still major pockets of this world and nation, certainly, who refuse to do the right thing to get vaccinated. And, you know, believe me, many of you have reached out to me. We have interacted on Twitter. Most of the time, it's civil. Uh, and you've definitely voiced your opinion. You know, quit pushing that on me. Fine. You know, I'm, I'm not going to do that anymore. The, the data's out there. You can try to find whatever you want to find on Facebook or whatever. Uh, your friend's mother's uncle's niece or whatever telling you that uh, it's wrong but the fact of the matter is as somebody who looks at data daily on this stuff and actually gives it to uh, governing bodies that do something with it um, you got to be careful you got to be careful and as I mentioned it's going to continue to be a story I hope that uh, you know with the massive events that are coming up like the Ryder Cup coming up in a couple months here, I'm concerned. I'm definitely concerned. Um, you know, I uh, at the time of this recording, they're still allowing fans or they're planning for fans to attend that event. It's going to be in Wisconsin. And much like every other state, uh, COVID cases are going up. People from all over the world are going to uh, pack those stands. You know, players from all over the world are going to be uh, competing. And while we have, yes, had golf tournaments this year, um, we've had majors, we've had a lot of people packed close together. This is a different ball game now. And as much as we try to ignore it, it's going to continue to be talked about. I'm going to continue to talk about it. I did mention that, uh, on social, I'm probably not going to, uh, I'm I'm going to limit my COVID takes on social. It just, it's not a good way to, uh, to talk through it. Unfortunately, I've learned that if anything, I've learned that for sure. But, um, I apologize folks, but I'm going to continue to talk about it on this, uh, medium, uh, for the reasons that I stated earlier that I work in the, the field and it's something that's important to me and it's overlapping now into something that we talk about here, which is golf. So, um, all I can ask is do the right thing, you know, uh, We're all going to get through this at some point if we all decide that we want to. And as I've said before, and I will just say it one more time: if you're holding out to try to get back at somebody or to prove something wrong, you're doing you're doing it the wrong way. This isn't the fight that you should be fighting. And by the way, just as a quick aside, and I promise I'll stop talking about this uh, today at least. um, Here in Illinois, trust me, there are many people who are completely against. The vaccine and whatever else, but 73 percent, at least at the time of this recording, have gotten at least one shot. So what we're actually seeing now in healthcare is that people are getting the shot in secret. I think in Missouri, they're actually uh, people are wearing disguises to go get the uh, the vaccine because they don't want people who they know to see them. That's that's crazy to me. So it's happening. I mean, it's literally happening. Um, So. You know what, if it's a social thing, then maybe get new friends. I don't know. Anyway, a uh, lot of good golf it remains, as I mentioned, not only professionally, but also here in uh, at least the Midwest, in my area. Uh, the Chicago Golf Tour, which is something that you know I have been uh, affiliated with this year for the first time, it was, it's was. it been a good experience. Um, golf Unfiltered is the primary sponsor of the Chicago Golf Tour, and if you are hearing about this for the first time, uh, we actually uh, they... The tour actually has three tours, the north, south, and west. And this week on the South Side Tour, which is a tour that I and a few friends play, uh, we are uh, in the final event of the regular season. Uh, and it is at Ruffled Feathers Golf Course here in Lamont, Illinois. And uh, it's a course I know very well. Uh, previous tournament was our British Open, so to speak, our Open Championship and uh, that was at Cog Hill Ravines, so course number two, another course that I know very well. Played pretty well in that one, actually. So um, it's really great because uh, not only are we the presenting sponsor, Golf Unfiltered uh, is the presenting sponsor of this final event at Ruffled Feathers, but following this tournament, there's going to be a cut where the top 180 players uh, advance to the playoffs. And ultimately, hopefully, if you play well, you get to play in the championship, which will be at Harborside. Uh a wonderful course in Chicago. I only say that based on what I've heard because, believe it or not, I've never played it. And that includes the chance to do so this year because it was a regular season event as well. I just hadn't had the chance to get out there. At any rate, if you're a uh, golfer who's looking to scratch that competitive itch uh, and you want to get involved in something like this uh, next year, I imagine that the tour will once again be available. I understand there to be some potential changes that are coming up that I won't talk about now because it's not my place to mention them. Uh, But Tom Tassoni, who is the founder and the main operator of the Chicago Golf Tour, assured me that there are a few kilns in the fire and it's going to be some interesting stuff. So uh, get involved. The website is shygolftour.com. So chigolftour.com. And you can learn a little bit more about what we uh, went through this week, um, what we're going to go through this week, I should say, and what we've uh, been able to participate in throughout the entire golf season. You get to meet a lot of cool people. You get to play a lot of new courses. I know I was able to play quite a few that I hadn't played before. Um, and it, again, it's a flighted tour. You get to play in your uh, respective place, in your respective competition level, and uh, hopefully play well, because there is money involved in this, so it's a good time. So here in the Chicagoland area, we've probably got, oh, I don't know, maybe three or four more months, uh, ideally, that we could play golf uh, still, uh, before the weather becomes just absolutely awful, and you don't want to be anywhere near a golf course. In that time... You know, at least in my instance, um, I do not believe I will be going back to the office for my day job. I've been working from home or from home for the last, uh, you know, whatever it is, 18 months or 16 months um, since last March. Uh, Actually, two marches ago. Good Lord. Um, And so I'm I'm sure many of you listening to this uh, use golf as kind of an escape to get out and do some things, you know, whether it be for fitness purposes, whether it be just because you love the game like I do. Um, maybe it's a social thing or you want to go out with a few buddies, maybe you have a regular foursome that you go out with all the time, or maybe even just a couple. And it's always helpful, at least for me, as I've said before, it's always helpful for me to just kind of relax and I'm happiest when I'm on the golf course. And uh, I also love going to the driving range. I, I, I actually prefer to practice as crazy as that sounds. I prefer to practice more than actually play. Um, I don't know if it's like the repetitive nature of just going out and hitting shot after shot or, you know, trying to perfect something or maybe even trying something new on the range. But um, I get there's a certain piece that comes along with that. And I, I hope I'm resonating with a few of you as well. And so I would just ask that if you're in the Midwest or no matter where you live, actually, whenever you go out and uh, tee it up or buy a, you know, a bucket of range balls. Even go to the practice green and hit a few putts. You know, just take that moment to really appreciate your ability to do that. And the reason I mention this is because over the last, you know, year and a half, it's become glaringly obvious to me that little moments of appreciation like that are important. It's something that I should do more often. I've been really trying to not only, you know live in the present when I'm on a golf course playing the game. Um, but even when I'm, when I'm doing this, you know, talking on, uh, you know, this microphone in my office here, um, whether it be, I'm writing something for the website, you know, whether it be, I keep the website open or not, who knows? Um, it's always a matter of just, okay, you're doing this for enjoyment. So in my office here, I've got actually a whiteboard, uh, on the wall, you may have seen it if you've watched our YouTube channel. I've actually reconfigured my office a little bit, so you wouldn't see it anymore. But on the whiteboard, there's a quote. I'd like to jot down just things that I hear or maybe read. And one of them is, do it to do it. That's it. And Golf Unfiltered is, is a registered business. Um, you know, we don't necessarily sell anything in terms of products, but we do have partners. And there's a few elements there that, you know, help us uh, continue to keep going. But um, oftentimes it becomes a little bit more challenging than others to just either turn the microphone on or even, you know, open up a internet browser to write something. And as soon as it starts becoming a chore, as soon as you kind of like start pressing to do these things, um, it becomes unenjoyable and you kind of lose the original purpose as to why you started doing this in the first place. At least I do, you know, uh, and golf is a lot like that as well. I'm seeing parallels, not only with what I do here creatively, but also when I'm on the golf course, you know, when I was playing in the Chicago golf tour, earlier rounds, you know, earlier tournaments, uh, wasn't playing very well at all, really poorly, actually much, much worse than I believe my caliber of play can be. And uh, I think a lot of it was just because you're pressing, You know, you are forcing something as opposed to just allowing it to happen. And people say that all the time. People say you just have to kind of allow something to happen. Well, how do you do that? How do you, how do you accomplish something by not doing anything? It's a weird dynamic, you know, and maybe some of you understand what I'm saying. But, um, the more that we try to just enjoy what we're doing and focus only on the thing that we're doing and nothing else, whether it be golf, whether it be talking in a microphone, whether it be at work, even with, you know, being with our families, I truly believe, and I have lived through it now, um, I truly believe that life just gets a little bit better. Another quote that I have on my board right below that one is see the fun in things. And admittedly, um, you know, not to go into too much detail, I stopped seeing the fun in this probably, oh, I don't know right before the pandemic and even into the middle of it and so i knew some changes needed to be made and they were made and this is the result of what we have now and i can honestly say that i uh, enjoy doing this a lot more now um i enjoy the the camaraderie that i have with my buddies bill and chris over at second city golf um I'd like for us to do more with secondcitygolf.com, and we probably will. But in the same token, we don't have to. And there's some freedom in that where you can remain flexible. You can remain, you know, I don't even know the word to use here, but you could you can kind of stay in that pocket of, hey, we're just having fun with this. Um, that seems to be a lot more attractive to me, and it certainly has been over these uh, last few months. So I just mentioned that today, you know, not to ramble too much more. But again, next time you're on a golf course, just take a few moments to realize out of all the other places you could be and in all the other states of mind that you could be, you are there and you are playing a game uh, that you probably paid for. (laughs) And it's the greatest game you can possibly ever play. It truly is. I don't care what anyone says. Golf is the best game that humans ever invented for all the reasons that we know, for all the reasons that we hate, and for all the reasons that we love. So just take a moment to uh, to appreciate that because that's what I've been working on. And uh, it definitely puts you in a better better place, more positive. So... Sorry to get a little deep on you at the end of this episode, but uh, we do have additional guests coming up. Uh, as always, feel free to reach out to me, adam at golfunfiltered.com for email, or you can just send me a note on social, at Golf Unfiltered. I'm on Facebook. I'm on uh, Instagram, Twitter. You guys know I'm on Twitter all the time, so you can find me there as well. Thanks for listening, folks. I hope you all stay safe. Be kind to one another, and uh, I think we will all be able to see the fun in things.